Welcome to that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. It is that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. Thanks for joining us. We're catching up today with the acting president of the South African Deaf Rugby Association. They have just returned with great credit from the World Cup in Argentina, where they finished in fourth position. Lauren Terrace, you must be happy. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Darren, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we are absolutely over the moon. Absolutely over the moon. I didn't even know we had a Deaf Rugby Association. What is the history? How long have we been there? How many players have we got? Give us some of the background. Oh, fab. So we've been in existence for about 10 years. We are an associate to SA Rugby which means we fall under their umbrella um, together with people like Tag Rugby, Wheelchair Rugby. So we've been involved with them since we started, which has been absolutely amazing. We have about 190 players registered with us. Um, and then when we went now to Argentina um, at the beginning of the month, um, sorry, beginning of April, I'm losing track of where we are now. Um, we went over to Argentina to play in the World Deaf um, 7 Series, um, which was phenomenal. We haven't competed since 1995. So that was a, a massive, massive win for us as well to be able to go again sure. and represent our country. I may have said it's the uh, World Cup a little earlier, but the World 7 Series, just to get it correct. How many teams were taking part? And what sort of audience has it attracted so far? Still in, the, still in its growth phase? Absolutely still in its growth phase. It wasn't televised. It was streamed. Um, we had 14 countries that represented, um, and that was men's and ladies. Um, so we are intending for the next one, which we are waiting to hear will be 2025 or 2027, um, and we will definitely be taking a ladies team for that. Fantastic. Give me an idea of uh, the standards that are required. We talk about deaf and the hearing impaired. Is there a particular level? How is it measured who qualifies to play and who doesn't? So when it comes to the World Deaf Rugby Series, that is done on 40 decibels across both ears. So that will qualify you to um, play either as hard of hearing or as deaf. Um, and that is the stature. So if you don't fall within that perimeter, then you cannot compete in the, the World Series. Uh, when it comes to now the World Deaf Olympics, that's a little bit different. Uh, rugby hasn't qualified for that yet, neither is cricket. Uh, but then that is a 50 decibels across um, both ears, right. meaning you need to be deaf or hard of hearing of 50 decibels in both ears. At the moment, from a rugby perspective, on the World Deaf Series, it is done on either ear or across both ears, but you've got to have 40% loss of hearing. In South Africa, still in its infancy, where are you drawing the players from and, and how is the message getting across to hearing impaired and deaf players that the game is now open to them? Oh, absolutely. So we use our own platforms. Um, so we are on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And then also with our website, we've got a blog. So on all of those channels, it sits at SA Def Rugby. Um, and we communicate there. But we also communicate with the 42 official deaf schools in the country. Um, and then we work with the clubs around um, the country. So the, the hearing clubs, as well as... Um, 
the unions. So it isn't at a level where we need to. We need to get more people playing. And that's why we're going to embark on um, open days around the country where anyone can come and just see what it's about. Um, one of our huge um, goals after coming back from Argentina is that we want to grow the youth and we want to grow the ladies. Um, our senior men's have been there. Um, but we now want to, you know, start creating it across those different landscapes. And we can see globally um, what women are doing in sports. Um, I think very clear coming back from the Olympics, you know, the medals are coming from ladies. So we definitely believe that ladies is the way forward. Um, and we have taken a stand to, to start on the youth and the ladies on the sevens front, build them into sevens and then migrate them into fifteens from there. Fantastic. Lauren, uh, in our readership, we cover two unions, Border and Eastern Province. Any thoughts, comments on, how things are going specifically in those two areas? Yeah, so we've actually got a meeting on Friday with um, uh, Border, um, and we're meeting with the guys that actually run the Curry Cup. So they're very um, on board to grow their ladies in hearing, um, but then they're now saying, well, you know, who do our ladies play? And so I was like, well, if we start a deaf ladies in the union, then the two play together. I think the interesting thing, Darren, for, for people, and so a lot of the questions we get on our Facebook page is, how does the officiating of deaf rugby work? Right. And it's exactly the same. The only, only difference is we have a second referee on the field who has a flag. So the main referee still has his whistle. The second referee is to communicate with the flag. But other than that, we use exactly the same rules. We use the World uh, Rugby Refereeing System um, together with Saru and BoxSmart. Um, but the only difference is having the flags. When we do have our games in South Africa, we have a few more linesmen with the flags. So the players know to look out for the flags for the comms. Reaction from the media and particularly I'm thinking of uh, television. I haven't seen one of these games yet. Is there... Uh, a slightly more luminous rugby ball, for example. Is there a, a bell inside the rugby ball? I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. What You say everything's exactly the same as rugby as we know it. Yes, but when we play it overseas, we do use a bit of a different ball that has a bit of a harder bounce. Um, and so the reverberation can also help some of the players. Um, but other than that, um, when we're in South Africa, we use our normal balls. We've been very lucky to get a sponsorship from Living Ball Ministries. Um, so we do use theirs. They've supported us from the get-go. Um, and then secondly, just on the media, it's been absolutely amazing, Darren. I mean, we've been picked up from... Al Jazeera to E News Africa to ENCA, uh, Carte Blanche came and filmed us on our training. Um, we're busy with the docu with them. So the media exposure we've received has been outstanding. Uh, we also, in October, hired in Peter de Villiers, the, uh, the former Springback coach, yes. to come on board um, as our rugby director. And with that, obviously, brought us a lot of media coverage. Um, and what's also been quite interesting is that we are cross-pollinating with codes. So three of our players that went with us to Argentina all play for the deaf cricket um, South Africa, either for the Titans or the Lions. Oh, amazing. So we want to, to, to get onto that. And funny enough, our women, we're getting quite a lot from deaf netball. Um, so it's also a really nice space to trial and error across codes because in the professional space, you know, you've got to pick one or the other. Um 
so we're finding that to be just really amazing as well. And we're getting the support of the SASCOX and the SADF Sports Federation as well for that. Um, it's now just getting them to um, take on rugby and cricket, which don't fall currently as the codes in SADF um, Federation. Now, you're an associate member of the uh, South African uh, Rugby Union. In terms of funding, that's always a tricky situation. Do you get a grant from them or do you need to paddle your own canoe and find sponsorship elsewhere? So we do paddle our own canoe, although we were very fortunate um, to get us to Argentina. We did get money from Saru. We got 180,000. Um, plus, they also gave us all our playing kit, all our luggage bags. Um, so the apparel and stuff that they gave us came in at 350,000 rand. Um which we've now got to build on ladies as well. So that's really awesome. So we got everything left over from Sari that was ASICS. Um, with them moving on to Nike as their new sponsor, um, they donated all of that stuff. So that was really amazing. And then the Department of Sports gave us 500000 to get to Argentina, which was obviously a massive win. And then the rest we... Um, had to work towards getting corporate sponsorships, which which we were able to achieve, um, luckily. Well, it all seems to be going quite swimmingly, if I might mix sporting metaphors. Of wider interest to the hearing-impaired community, there's been an official word about a new language in South Africa. Would you like to share? Oh, absolutely. So, um, as of last night, um, the Cabinet has passed the Constitutional 18th Amendment Bill, which is paving the way for South African Sign Language to become an official language. So, all we have to wait on now is the President to sign the bill, and then we get, um, you know, one more tick this year. So, you know, coming back with a fourth and coming back with an official language has been... Um, one crazy year for us, more than we expected. A fourth and a twelfth equals one great big win. Exciting times for the South African deaf rugby team. Acting President Lauren Terrace, thank you so much for joining us today on that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. Oh, awesome, Darren. Thank you so much for having us. And, you know, we look forward to, to updating you more as things go on. Uh, we've got three international countries that have all put their hand up to come and play in South Africa next year, um, Australia, England and Wales. So we will definitely keep you updated so that people out there can come and see what we're all about on SA Soil. Awesome. Awesome. You can count on support. Give me a shout. Thanks, Darren. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. That was That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann.